Some of the most unique legends of the nations have centered around imagined monsters. Centaurs, half-man and half-horse, thronged the dreams of Rome. The Hawaiians knew nothing about any animals save the fish of the seas, the birds of the forests, and the chickens, the dogs and the pigs around their homes. From the devouring shark the Hawaiian imagination conceived the idea of the shark-man, who indulged in cannibalistic tendencies. From the devastations of the hogs, they built up the experiences of an rude vicious chief whom they called Kamapwa, who was the principal figure of many rough exploits throughout the islands. Sometimes he had a hog's body with a human head and limbs, sometimes a hog's head rested on a human form, and sometimes he assumed the shape of a hog, quickly reassuming the form of a man. Kalakawa's legends say that he was a hairy man and cultivated the stiff hair by cutting it short so that it stood out like bristles, and that he had his body tattooed so that it would have the appearance of a hog. In place of the ordinary feather cloak worn by chiefs he wore a pigskin, with its bristles on the outside, and a pigskin girdle around his waist. The legends say that he was born at Kaluanui, a part of the district of Haula, or Koalau coast of the island Oahu. His reputed father was Alapana, the high chief of that part of the island, and his mother was Hina, the daughter of a chief who had come from a foreign land. Other legends say that his father was Kahikiela, the Red Tahiti, a brother of Alapana. These brothers had come to Oahu from foreign lands some time before. Fernander always speaks of Alapana as Kamapua's uncle, although he had taken Hina as his wife. The Kulaloa coast of Oahu lies as a luxuriant belt of ever-living foliage a mile, or so in width, between an ocean of many colors and dark beetling precipices of mountain walls rising some thousands of feet among the clouds. From these precipices, which mark the landward side of a mighty extinct crater come many mountain streams leaping in cascades of spray down into the quiet green valleys, which quickly broaden into the coral reef-bordered seacoast. From any place by the sea the outline of several beautiful little valleys can be easily traced. One morning while the sunlight of May looked into the hidden recesses and crevices of these valleys, bringing into sharp relief of shadow, and like the outcropping ledges, a little band of Hawaiians and their white friends lay in the shade of a great kamani tree and talked about the legends which were told of the rugged rock masses of each valley and the quiet pools of each rivulet. Where the little party lay was one of the sporting places of Kamapwa the hog-child treated in the legends as a demigod. Not far away one of the mountain streams had broadened into a quiet bush-shaded lakelet with deep fringes of grass around its borders. Here the legendary hog-man with marvelous powers had bathed from time to time. A narrow gorge deep shadowed by the morning sun was the place which Kamapwa had miraculously bridged for his followers when an enemy was closely pursuing them. Several large stones on the edges of the valleys were pointed out as the monuments of various adventures. An exquisitely formed little valley ran deep into the mountain, almost in front of the legend tellers. Far away in the upper end where the dark green foliage blended with still darker shadows the sides of the valley narrowed until they were only from sixty to seventy feet apart, and unscalable precipices bent toward each other, leaving only a narrow strip of sky above. 
On the right of this valley is a branch gorge down which fierce storms have hurled torrents of waters and mist. The upper end has been hollowed and polished in the shape of a finely rounded canoe of immense proportions. It was from this that the valley took its name Kaluwa, possibly having the meaning, the leaky canoe. Some of the legends say that this was Kamapwa's canoe leaning against the precipice and always leaking out the waters which fell in it. Lying toward the west was a very fertile and open tract of land, Kaluanui, where Kamapwa was said to have been born of Hina. After his birth, he was thrown away by Kahiki Hunakele, an older brother, and left to die. After a time Hina, the mother, went to a stream of clear, sweet water near her home to bathe. After bathing, she went to the place where she had left her payu, or tapa skirt, and found a fine little hog lying on it. She picked it up and found that it was a baby. She was greatly alarmed and gave the hog child to another son, Kekaliaka, that he might care for it, but the older brother stole the hog child and carried it away to a cave in which Hina's mother lived. Her name was Kamanuaneho. The grandmother knew the hog child at once as her grandson endowed with marvelous powers, and since the gods had given him the form of a hog he should be called Kama, child, Pua, hog. Then she gave to the older brother Kappa quilts in which to place Kamapua. These were made in layers, six sheets of Kappa cloth formed the under quilt for a bed, and six sheets the upper quilt for a cover. In these Kamapua slept while his brother prepared taro. 44, and breadfruit for his food. Thus the wonderful hog ate, and slept usually in the form of a hog until size and strength came to him. Then he became mischievous and began to commit depredations at night. He would root up the taro in the fields of his neighbors, and especially in the field of the high chief Alapana. Then he would carry the taro home, root up ferns and grass until he had good land, and then plant the stolen taro. Thus his grandmother and her retainers were provided with growing taro, the source of which they did not understand. His elder brother prepared an oven in which to cook chickens. Kamapwa rooted up the oven and stole the chickens. This brother Kahiki Hunakele caught the hog child and administered a sound whipping, advising him to go away from home if he wanted to steal and especially to take what he wanted from Alapana. Adopting this advice, Kamapwa extended his raids to the home of the high chief. Here he found many chickens. Kamapwa quickly killed some, took them in his mouth, and threw many more on his back and ran home. The morning came before he had gone far, and the people along the way saw the strange sight and pursued him. By the use of charms taught him by his sorceress grandmother, he made himself run faster and faster until he had outstripped his pursuer. Then he carried his load to his grandmother's cave and gave the chickens to the family for a great lua feast. Another time he stole the sacred rooster belonging to Alapana, as well as many other fowls. The chief sent a large number of warriors after him. They chased the man who had been seen carrying the chickens. He fled by his grandmother's cave and threw the chickens inside, then fled back up the hillside, revealing himself to his pursuers. They watched him, but he disappeared. He dropped down by the side of a large stone. 
On this, he seated himself and watched the people as they ran through the valley calling to each other. The high grass was around the stone so that for a long time he was concealed. For this reason this stone still bears the name Pohaku Pio Kamapwa, Kamapwa's hiding stone. After a time a man who had climbed to the opposite ridge cried out, Ee ee, there he is sitting on the great stone. This man was turned into a stone by the magic of Kamapwa. The pursuers hastened up the hillside and surrounded the stone, but no man was there. There was a fine black hog, which they recognized as the wonderful one belonging to Kamanoaneho. So they decided that this was the thief, and seized it and carried it down the hill to give to the high chief Alapana. After getting him down into the valley they tried to drive him, but he would not go. Then they sent into the forest for Ohia poles and made a large litter. It required many men to carry this enormous hog, who made himself very heavy. Suddenly Kamapwa heard his grandmother calling, Break the cords. Break the poles. Break the strong men. Escape. Making a sudden turn on the litter, he broke it in pieces and fell with it to the ground. Then he burst the cords which bound him and attacked the band of men whom he had permitted to capture him. Some legends say that he killed and ate many of them. Others say that he killed and tore the people. The wildlife lived by Kamapwa induced a large band of rough lawless men to leave the service of the various high chiefs and follow Kamapwa in his marauding expeditions. They made themselves the terror of the whole Koalau region. Alapana determined to destroy them and sent an army of 400 warriors to uproot Kamapwa and his robbers. It was necessary for them to hasten to their hiding places, but they were chased up into the hills until a deep gorge faced them. No way of escape seemed possible, but Kamapwa, falling on the ground, became a long hog, stretching out he increased his length until he could reach from side to side of the deep ravine, thus he formed a bridge over which his followers escaped. Kamapwa, however, was not able to make himself small quickly enough to escape from his enemies. He tried to hide himself in a hole and pull dead branches and leaves over himself, but they soon found him, bound him securely, and tied him to a great stone which with the stone of hiding and the watcher are monuments of the legends to this day. The people succeeded in leading the hogman to Olapana's home, where they fastened him, keeping him for a great feast which they hoped to have in a few days, but Kamapwa, Samson-like, broke all his bonds, destroyed many of his captors, wantonly destroyed coconut trees and taro patches, and then went back to his home.